Sal Licata. All right, Wednesday night in the sports zone, and things just going uh, swimmingly for the Mets, huh, Sal? Do you remember that idiot who picked the Mets to win the division before <laughs> the year started? Where is that guy? You Get him off smart. the airwaves. Look real smart for 12 games. And I, and I enjoyed it. Believe me, those 12 games, I sulked it in because I knew that it could change quickly. But, Pete, to well, have well, a change, well, Technically, they're, I they're only stupid. a few games can, out. Can I, I mean, to have a change like this, though, no. nobody expected that. Now, I mean, now it's gotten, come on. To... Let it get away from you within a month is abominable. It's not even a month, right? I mean, their high point is essentially April 16th. That was the day that they lost the Nationals and blew that late lead. Right. Uh, so we're, they, at, we're at May 9th right now. We're not even a month. It's three and a half weeks. Cabrera hits that home run. Uh, I'm thinking, along with Met fans, maybe this is a special year. Maybe they go wire to wire. Maybe they step on the Nats' throat, and it's been the complete opposite since. It's okay to go back to 500 after you get off to that 11 and one, 12 and two start. You're thinking all they have to do is go 500 the rest of the mm-hmm. way, or maybe a little above. They're going to be in the playoffs. They have a great shot at winning the division. And not only do they not play 500, they go on the tang. They are seven and 16. In the 23 games I mean, since they, that uh, that start they had. They can't beat the Reds in a series. You can't beat the Cincinnati Reds in a series? Come on, it's a big red machine here. We're, we're yeah, talking about uh, you know, a. Eugenio Suarez and Alex Blandino and... I'll tell you another thing. Sal Romano. Yeah, well, you knew, I mean, come on. You knew they were. I, I got to be honest with you. I was rooting a little bit for Sal. I was, the game was going the way I wanted. Metro winning one nothing. I wanted my boy, my namesake, Sal Romano. Anytime That's you why see, you root for him? Because he's born in Syosset and no, his name's Sal? No, because his name is Sal. That's it. Born, All you need is the guy's name is Sal and major, you turn on the Mets? How many major. Look, it doesn't matter who I root for. The Mets aren't winning. I'm how, not rooting for Brandon McCarthy because his last name's McCarthy. How many baseball players had the first name Sal? For me as a kid growing up, it was what Sal Butera. So, like when you Sal Pisano, yes, legendary, right, legendary Sal. But there were you could you could remember it was a handful. So to see one, it was a little startling, and it reminded me of like wow, this is like little league. You got Sal Pisano, not Sal Pisano, Sal Romano on the mound. It would be like a kid's name in little league, and the fact that the Mets bat out of order, that's like a little league thing too. How old are you? And, and you're this old, and you're uh, rooting for a guy because he has the same first name still. No, I mean, was I really rooting for him? Probably not, <laughs> but I, I did want the Mets to take it easy on him. Little did I know that he needed to take it easy on them. Yeah. For I'm still pulling for Pete Incavilia. I still think he can make the comeback. (laughs) It's going to happen. Do you remember that, though, as a kid? Any names specifically that you were... You know, Pete Incavilia's a good one. Yeah, Pete O'Brien was a man. He had the the same name. That's about... Yeah. Well, the sounds are so rare. about as far as the Pete's went. Anyway. Yeah. But uh, you mentioned uh, the big (laughs) story, Mickey Calloway screwing up the lineup. The Mets have found a lot of ways to lose games of late, whether it be the back end of the starting pitching being lousy, whether it be in some bullpen blowups we've seen along the way. The offense has consistently been awful. That's been the one constant. Yeah, and now and they're blowing a game where you can't get the lineup straight. And Mickey Cowley took responsibility afterwards, but how do you make that mistake? You can't make that mistake even once. The long history of the New York Mets, and, and not always a very positive history, They'd only had this happen once before that they batted out of order in a game. It's hard to do. But I guess it's going to be more common, maybe not now since Callaway blew it, 
But you would think with managers who haven't, you know, actually managed before, guys being first-time managers, it's you learn those things. Maybe it's happened in the minors quite a bit. I, I don't know. It's inexcusable. I, I'm, I'm glad uh, Callaway took accountability. I mean, he really didn't have a choice. He's the manager. Team batted out of order. He's got no choice but to take accountability. Uh, but it was – you see something like that, and then, of course, people just piling on, well, typical Mets, blah, 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 blah. Well, and that's, that's what it is. Uh, but did you agree with this from Callaway after the game? It's frustrating. Um, you know, it could have. It probably cost us a game. We had a chance to uh, score in the first, and we didn't. And then man on second, two out. It's yeah. not an ideal spot. Why you think Jay Bruce getting a hit in that spot? I mean, what what based on this year you think Jay Bruce getting a base hit with two out? I mean, Bruce could be all ticked off because he's going to go zero for one and nothing of his fault. But it, the reality is, chances are he's not getting hit there. And even if he does, that means the Mets will win in the game. I. Appreciate Callaway taking accountability. They did not lose the game because of the batting out of order. It screws up the whole thing, though. I mean, this team already has a Such bad a energy goal. around it, right? Yeah. They've lost seven of eight coming into today, and right off the bat, top of the first inning, you snuff out a potential rally because you can't get the lineup right. If, if I'm a player, I'm besides myself. And Jay Bruce, we, we saw him in the dugout in the second inning when he found out he was robbed of an at bat. He looked like he was besides himself. He's usually a pretty laid back guy. Yeah, he was ticked off, and I wonder. Yeah, you know, and look, I mean, I get it. Uh, maybe he would have gotten a base hit there. By the way, the Mets were lucky because that was a gift double anyway. A normal left fielder okay. would have caught that ball. The ball hung in the air forever. It is what it is. I mean, it was a double. They got they, a double. They, it's they, a day game after lose, a night game. It's exactly. They didn't lose the game. The, the, the Reds stink, and they didn't lose the game because of it. They lost the game because they can't hit, and they haven't hit since day yeah. one. None of them. Conforto, Bruce. Frazier, I mean, you look around the order. Maybe Frazier has done what's expected. Not of what you had hoped. Maybe what's expected. And apparently he was playing through a hamstring problem for three weeks. Outside of his Drupal Cambrera, almost everybody to a man has underperformed expectations. Nimmo's the other guy. Even Nimmo today gets on base three times. All the guy does is get on base. He's the only one who does it consistently. And, and as you mentioned, his Drupal Cambrera's been real good this year. He's exceeded. But if you look around the lineup, right? Exceeding expectations by, and to win, to win divisions, win championships, you need guys to reach expectations, and you need a couple of guys to exceed expectations. So look at this. Nimmo and Cabrera have exceeded expectations. Uh, maybe Nimmo is what he... You would you think he's exceeded, or oh, yeah. he's reached expectations? No, no, no. He's exceeded. His on-base percentage is like 450 Yeah, right but he now. was he's tearing it up in spring training. Okay, that's fair. Well, I'll give you that but, one. You know, he fair. still has gotten a ton of playing time. He should. Okay. Uh, Frazier's met expectations. Which are not, not and good. And then everybody else has been below expectations. And some by far. No, no bigger culprit than Michael Conforto. Uh, and it kills me. I love Conforto. Me I've loved this kid's swing over the years. I don't like the way it looks. Even when he hit the home run the other night, mm. I was like, he's not out of the woods. His that's swing. not the same swing that we've seen over the years from him. And I don't know if that's a reaction to the shoulder surgery or just not being able to swing over the course of the offseason, but he's got this little lift in his swing. And I know Keith Hernandez has broken it down on the telecast quite a bit. And you know, I, I trust what Keith says about you know all these guys' swings, but especially Conforto, because he's usually raving about it. And the fact that he says anything critical about Conforto tells you the kid's not not in a great spot right now. He's look. He's their best hitter, and he's looked uh, he's looked awful this year. He's done nothing for him, and the swing is not the same. So yes, there's concern there, but no bigger culprit than him. I mean, Cespedes has had an impact on certain games, but he still hasn't been what they need him to be. No, he's picked it up over the last three weeks. He had a lot of clutch hits and RBIs those first few weeks, Bruce but overall, terrible. it hasn't been what he expected. Bruce hasn't been good. No, um, Gonzalez hasn't met. Oh, expectations here's another one. Wilmer, Wilmer yeah. Flores. I mean, I. I 
the Met fan, I mean, they, what are they cheering Wilmer Flores for? Because he com- comes up to bat to that stupid friend song? Or because he cried three years ago? Wilmer Flores is a bad baseball player. He mashes lefties. You want to see him in there at a part-time. I can't stand Flores batting at the time. But he should have been batting out of order. He shouldn't have been high, that high in the order to begin with from Mickey Callaway. Why is he playing third base? I mean, I don't care if Frazier's hurt. Get somebody else in there. Wilmer, uh, enough. Wait, what, Reyes of, playing third? Uh, I, enough of Wilmer Flores. It's just Wilmer the same Flores has to play right now. Yeah, Petey's not will, good. No, I'll not let you bash Wilmer Flores on the show. He's Come not on. good. But he has to play third base for the next two weeks. No, yes. he can't. Who do you want playing there? Well, put uh, somebody else there. Guillermo. Uh, what's yeah, Guillermo. Yeah, Guillermo. Well, you can put Cabrera at third and Luis Guillermo at second. Hey, or, or Reyes. I can't watch Flores. You can't be Reyes. No, you cannot put Jose Reyes. You cannot start Jose Reyes. Now, wait Please, a second. for the love of God, don't even mention the possibility of starting Jose Reyes. Mickey Calloway can't say with a straight face that they took Cespedes out because it's been bad for defense and then start Wilmer Flores at third base. <laughs> I mean, which one is it? Which one is it? You trying to improve the defense? Which one is it? Well, they need offense right now. Get, get Wilmer in the there. Catching spot give Wilmer some off- regular playing time. He'll start hitting. He'll be fine. How about, Gonzalez has been one that's probably at least, eh, he's probably exceeded most people's expectations. <laughs> which isn't saying much. It's no, hitting 220. I know, but how many homers he's got? I mean, five. Yeah, I mean, he's been, he's, he's, had, he's done all his damage in three games. I'll give you a, I'll give you an even. He's a wash, right? He is kind of maybe what we expect. But it's still bad. Like, yeah. I was expecting him to be awful. If I say he's met expectations, that's still, that, that's not a productive first baseman in any way, shape, or form. But I guess the point is, you look around and the majority of the guys are far underperforming. And without his dribble Cabrera, they may be winless on the year. I mean, and it, <laughs> you could even go to the staff. You could go to, the, I mean, Gazelman and Cabrera have been their two MVPs. Everybody else has been either disappointing or maybe what you would ex- a little less than what you'd expect. How low can this go, Sal? How low? Like, are you? I'm getting the feeling that this could really spiral. It already is. There's still a game over 500, but they're going into a tough series against the Phillies, and now. Callaway is going to have clear target on his back after you have the kind of screw-up that you did today, just like Cabe Kapler did that first week of the season. There's not much to like about what's happening with this team in any way, shape, or form right now. I know that, but as quickly as they went into the tank, they could get out of it. The question how? is... Based on what? Well, how long, How many games now? What's the exact record? 18-17? Yeah. Okay, 18-17. and 17. We'll do the quick math. What was that, 35 games? Yeah. So through 35 games, you've basically seen two different teams. Mm-hmm. One who was 12-2 and two, and mm-hmm. the other who's been abysmal. Mm-hmm. Which one are they? Are they somewhere in between? Because right now, I'm worried that they're not even in between. I mean, that's how... No, even, that's what I'm saying. Even if they won the two out of three from Cincinnati, which, look, it could have happened, but they also could have gotten swept. I mean, the first game was a one-run game. Yep. Last night was awful, and today was a one-run game. But even if they won two out of three, it's still not, regardless of result, they're playing awful, awful baseball. No, it's That's terrible baseball. Alarm. No, it is. They can't pitch three days a week or three times around the rotation. Fog, it stinks, by the way. Yeah. You and I talked about that. Yeah. Why in the world? I mean, you talk about burning money. and, and where's He can't Swarzak? make his next start. No, Vargas stinks. But, Pete, this is something that you and I discussed before they signed him. Mm-hmm. They were always – the rumor was that the Mets wanted Vargas, right? That was the one guy that they were tied to. I wanted no part of him. He is terrible. Look at his second half. Look at his career, for goodness sake. He can't get out of the first inning. They are locked into him for two years. What is it, $16 million? $15 million? 17, yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? Are you kidding? They it's actually been awful. so they spend money and they're getting no production. What a waste! Oh man, I was okay with Vargas coming in. He's supposed to just hold the fort, be that guy. You can't be giving up over a run per inning every single time out. 
He's been miserable. There's no way they could start him next time around. And I didn't he say that to. last week. I said you throw him back out there. They had three days off. They have tomorrow oh, off. So just they have Monday and Thursday. Why would you want Cindergard pitching Sunday to uh, Saturday and Saturday? What are we looking you don't at want, now? You don't want Cindergard six days rest. Just skip Vargas. Skip him. Figure are, it out. What are we looking at right now? Though, how's the rotation line up here for this Philly series? So they get Cindergard going Friday. Matt's, no, Matt's Friday. Cindergard. Cindergard Saturday. Degrom, Degrom okay. Sunday. Then they're off on Monday and off Thursday next week too. So you have all this time. I don't want so you Cindergard pitching on six days rest. You go Wheeler and then back into the top. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe. Well, look. I'd have to look at it as far as uh, Cindergard's rest day. Well, yeah, you, you start mats. So you start mats after Friday. So, yes. So you go Wheeler, mats, and the two game series against the Blue Jays, and you come back with Cindergard. Which Friday. they'll probably do because they need the wins. Yeah, I they'll mean. figure it out eventually. But uh, come on. You can't say you're going to start Vargas next time around. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't look at it with the off days. You're right. Yeah. We got all those off days built in. All right. 800 321 I'll take your phone calls, react to the game today, and also start. Start to look bigger picture of what if this goes into the tank for the Mets for a second straight year. We've seen this what if play out uh, just last season. Uh, so we'll hit that again. 800-321-0710. Uh, the Mets coming off a 2-1 loss in extra innings to the Cincinnati Reds. We got your chance to win Mets tickets as well. We'll have your opportunity to win a little bit later on the show. By the way, you think the Yankees will ever lose again? No. <laughs> I mean, come on. Could anything, could it get any worse for the Mets? Well, the Yankees don't freaking lose. The yeah. Nats are red hot. Everybody else in the division, and the Mets are in it, uh, going to the tank. They, and they bat out of order to boot. Holy cow. Sam Darnold, Sal. He's all I got. He's what? my rock. He's you know what I'm holding yeah. on to. You know what's next? Matt Harvey's going to throw a no-hitter in his first game with the Reds. Nah, come on. Well, I, by the way, speaking of the Yankees, Aaron Boone had some thoughts on Mickey Calloway's uh, managing faux pas today. Uh, it's all that for you as well. Sports Zone, where people cart the salicata on this Wednesday evening on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. Today. You're in the WOR Sports Zone. In for Pete, here's Sal Licata. Hey, I'm still here. Trying to kick me out of here already. What do you mean? Well, I just said, uh, here's Salicata in for Pete. Oh, I missed it. Oh, <laughs> how does that feel? Good job. Good job, Bordot Mark. Good job. Whoa, 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 whoa. Excuse me. Yes. This is now associate producer oh, Mark oh, to you. Well, Did I you hear about Mark's promotion? No, I didn't. Yes, uh, just promoted the other day. Congratulations to Mark Wiener. So wait, in, in, fill me in here. I did not know this. Yeah, so he just uh, he got bumped up, uh, associate producer of the New York Mets, uh, and uh, the sports, sports zone, Pete. Yeah, the sports. So broad, the sports shows, uh, the sports department at WOR, however it was worded. Well, for sure. on, uh, okay, yeah, for sure. congratulations. For on-air purposes, who do I, what do I refer to them as? Producer Ray or just Ray? Well, it's Producer Ray. And and what do, you, do I have to say? Assistant Producer Mark? Assistant to the producer. Oh, come on. <laughs> I like That's that. too much. Are you, so next year you become associate producer? Is that the path? He's associate producer. That was a, that oh, was he is a, oh, it is associate producer. So associate producer already. So then you next year become senior associate producer. So how would you refer to him on the air if you're saying something? Because normally I just say producer Mark. I guess there, but then you can't decipher producer Mark and producer Ray. Sure. Well, now there are two producers. Well, uh, so it's producer Ray and producer Mark. It's not that confusing, is it? Somebody's get back to me. Just like it's on air Sal and on air Pete. I guess. Well, we're Sal and Pete. I mean, I would refer to them as Ray and Mark, but we have to have the title beforehand. So whatever it is. What would you prefer, Mark? What are you going for? I think producer Mark is fine as long as Ray's okay with it. How about about AP Mark? AP Mark? I like AP Mark. 
Sounds like uh, I'm getting high school flashbacks when you say AP, though. Yeah, yeah. AP Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Better than calling me Wiener like most people do. (laughs) (laughs) Could be worse. I'd love to. Who are some athletes that you rooted for growing up? Like he's root for Sal Romano. Was there was there a famous Wiener that you were able to root for? Yeah, his name is Anthony. Oh no, well it's not. Thanks. Take what you can get. Thanks. Carlos Danger. Let's start with uh, Nelson in Miller Place. What's going on today, Nelson? Yes, how you doing? My name is Nelson, and I'm a Mets fan for 36 years. Sorry. Yeah. Welcome to the club. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got two names for you, Sal Bando and Pete LaCox. All right. I've never uh, – Sal Bando I've heard of. Pete yeah. LaCox I've never heard of. Yeah, he was uh, actually Gary Marshall's son from uh, the, those game shows. So just a little bit of a trivia for you. Okay. But the two points I want to get across is it's, it's appropriate that we're going to Philadelphia because Mickey Calloway and Gabe Kapler have pretty much switched places. Hmm. And I like Mazzarocco behind the plate because I think he got Wheeler through that. And how much of this Matt Harvey shenanigans do you think has affected this team? I don't think the Harvey's shenanigans have affected them. I think his performance affected them. Uh, but they didn't excise Harvey from the club, and then everything went back to normal, and they're winning, and everybody's happy. What are they, 1-4 since they designated Harvey for assignment? 1-5 since they, cause they were swept by the Rockies and then lost 2 out of 3 to the Cincinnati Reds. So I can't blame any of this on... The circus around Harvey, I guess to put it that way, his performance certainly hurt them. Uh, but I thought they did well in the trade yesterday, Sal. Uh, we didn't. I mean, I didn't think they would get anything for Harvey. I, I couldn't believe me? that they got a catcher that's going to be an improvement on what they had. He's not an answer at that position, but he's what they need to carry them through a couple of weeks, and then you get Kevin Pawlecki back and see what you have. They got a warm body back for Matt Harvey, <laughs> let alone a guy who actually yeah. can address an area of desperate need. And how about the fact the Reds are picking up now, you would expect this, but that's a lot of money. $13 million in his final year, so the Mets pick up Harvey's salary. Mm-hmm. Reds pick some up... costs for both. I'm, but, but still, I mean, you're paying that much money so the Mets would be able to get a catcher, and again, I know the contract is bad, and it was given out years ago, for the Mets to actually get a a useful major leaguer for Matt Harvey, who we all just assume would be you know clear the seven days or whatever and be picked up for nothing, mm-hmm. and then have to pay to boot, I think it's a win for them. Oh, big time! I was shocked that they got a major league player in return. Forget about it, at a position where they desperately right. need any kind of major leaguer. They've been starting minor leaguers the last couple of weeks behind the plate. That was big, and I'm really interested to see how Harvey does in Cincinnati. Right? You think about it from the Reds' point of view. They'd love to get Harvey right, flip him before the deadline. Um, I guess they also probably want some kind of draw, right? Do you think Harvey still has enough star power that if you're a Reds fan, you're not going to the ballpark to see Homer Bailey anymore. Maybe you go out to see Matt Harvey. Is that what they're hoping for out of him? Because I don't see that as a place, as a ballpark and an atmosphere that he's going to be able to bounce all the way back. I think it's the worst possible ballpark for I don't think he's going to be happy in the town. No, but it's what he needs. I mean, yeah. he needs to get out of a partying scene and go to Cincinnati, work on his game, and then go sign somewhere as a free agent. Look, he's no good anymore. He doesn't have it. It's over for Matt Harvey. So Cincinnati can do whatever they think and think he's going to you know, maybe be a little bit of a draw or try to flip him. Harvey stinks, okay? He's got nothing left. That ballpark is You don't think he could ever be good no. again? I, no. I do. I think there's enough in there if he can learn to pitch a little bit. The only question I have is the command, which has just disappeared. Right. Will that never come back? Is it impossible to get that back? Uh, Mickey Callaway felt if he went to the minors, worked on his mechanics, that he could be saved. 
and Harvey didn't want to go to well, the minors, and that's his did, decision. Didn't they have all spring training to work on those mechanics? Sure. And what happened? I mean, they wanted him to be a useful part this year. Mm-hmm. Why such the quick hook with Harvey, who, I mean, look, after watching Vargas take the mound at three starts, you can't argue that Harvey was better than him. I mean, you the, the Mets knew, and it was more than just his performance, but his performance coupled with the attitude, coupled with the... You know, I guess the the draw that he is, all the attention that he brings, and a lot of it has been negative here. I know why they had to move on from it. I think it's the right move, but ultimately, I mean, uh, he, he, look, he was taking. Well, better, he needs a lot of work. He was taking better starts than Vargas. He's no, he's no good. I don't think he has it anymore. I think if he had anything, they would have gotten it out of him in spring training, end of the year. All right, let's go to Jeff and Rockaway. What's happening, Jeff? Hey, how's it going, Pete? All right, guys. How's it going, Sal? What's up, Jeff? Um, uh, I wanted to talk to you guys. I heard your discussion about the pitching and and Vargas, and I totally agree, Sal. That's a great idea about going going for for at least the short term because of the days off. Well, that's Pete's well, idea. Pete had that one. Okay, well, Pete, and I give it to you. But I will tell you, thanks, one Jeff. Thing. <laughs> Vargas should never start for the Mets again. They should send him down to the minors, and if he doesn't want to take it. Designate him for assignment and get rid of him. Because you know what? You don't need him. He's not going to ever. He, he gives up that one run, an inning. It's it's not doing any good. I'd rather see Conlon pitch. Give give the kid a chance to get more comfortable. I don't think Conlon's any better than Vargas. You, you don't? No. Not at all? No. I think he's got a little deception. He can get through the lineup one time, but I, I do not think that Conlon is an answer. But I, I don't think he's an answer. I'd rather watch him every day than Jason Vargas. I can't watch Jason Vargas is terrible. But the problem is he's not going anywhere. I mean, he, he's got another two years yeah. or another year on the contract after this year, so he'll get every opportunity. Maybe he ends up in the bullpen and he could be the second lefty back there. I, I for what? I mean, I honestly believe, and maybe I'm delusional and you could call, I honestly believe if you give me a week of batting practice and you get me in the batter's box against Vargas, I could take him deep. And that's how hittable he is. You know what I noticed? Did you watch him post-game yesterday? No, what do you do? Have you seen him do interviews and stuff? Yeah, he's accountable. I haven't sized him up in person. Yes, he is. But I haven't sized him up in person and seen him in person. He doesn't look like... An Amazing. athlete. Is that is that unfair to say? Like I know he's you know in his mid thirties, mid to upper thirties. He doesn't strike me as like a lot of something. Look, Jerry Blevins doesn't. I, I mean, there are a lot of guys who don't necessarily look like it. And, and look, I'm obviously I'm half kidding, but the point is Vargas makes hitters look so comfortable, and that's been his mo, Pete, from day one. I never liked him as a pitcher ever, ever. From what he did here with the Mets, what he did with Seattle, wherever else he was, Kansas City. I don't care how many wins he had. He's never any good. And the Mets paid two years, sixteen million for this guy. He's an All Star, so I mean, come on. He played in the All Star game last yeah, year. It's Shocked me, but I would look at the body of work. I mean, they look. I just want, I'll tell you what, I just wanted somebody who could throw innings. Just be someone who could take six innings, take the ball 30 times a well, year, and he hasn't done that at all. He got hurt in spring training. He lost that time, which is why I'm not just going to say can him, send him to the minors, designate him for assignment. I think his, his whole spring, everything got screwed up, and he's got to work on some things right now. But Callaway w- was pretty straight up after the game saying he's got to be perfect, that Vargas has to be perfect, and he's not there, and his stuff just isn't good enough. That was a little scary the way Callaway described it today because if his stuff is that bad that he has to be perfect, that's not something that 
is just going to all of a sudden click. And Callaway's very optimistic when he talks about these pitchers, right? And he'll tell you, Matt's it's mental. We're going to work with him on that and try to kick it in. Mm-hmm. And it worked for Matt's with Wheeler. They've made some adjustments with him, and we've seen some good Wheeler, some bad That's Wheeler. What he is. It's been the same with Matt's as well. But generally, you hear reasons for positivity from Callaway. I didn't get that today about Jason Vargas. Yeah, well, I mean, he doesn't have the stuff. And let me ask it this way. And I know the answer to this, and I know the Met fans' answer to this. Bartolo or Jason Vargas? Well, I mean, it's not even close, especially moment, when, yeah. especially when you factor in the money. Because that's what they were essentially, that's what they're doing, Pete. They wanted to get a guy that could replace what Bartolo was for them. Yes. And they thought Vargas could be that guy. Yeah. And he's not. No. Not even close. Well, the other options, well, Lance Lynn, Alex Cobb, you know, a lot of guys that aren't pitching particularly well. Would have been well. more money. Ari- well, how yes, but they're still not pitching very well. I mean, it's not as bad as uh, Vargas, but Arietta would be the the guy. If, you, he- if I knew you could get him for three years, and, and how much is he making? About eighty million dollars there in Philadelphia. Is that what he's making? Is that it much? less than that? I don't know. I, I know it's three years, but uh, I know he's getting paid a lot per season. Right, Lynn's been bad. Cobb's been bad. And but they- I knew you're getting Arietta for three years. I'd jump on that. I don't like paying pitchers long term. Well, that's something that they should have thought of, but they wanted Vargas. They yeah. Remember, it was to a point where we were getting late in spring training, figured they got him at a bargain, and Vargas was the first to come off the board, and then the other pieces fell into place. So, I mean, uh, look, whatever. It is what it is. I, I would never have made that move. Two guys who would never have been on my pitching staff this year. Jason Vargas, Hansel Robles, and yet they can. T- I seriously, I mean, I don't, I don't oh, get it. Robles, yes, tie game. He's in it, or you know, two run game. He's in a tie game this weekend, though, well, against the need- Rockies. Tie game in the eighth inning. How do you go to Hansel Robles? Where's Swarzak? I mean, that's the problem. Swarzak, the high price reliever. Look, and they Ro- got eight guys ahead of Robles in that bullpen. You yeah, can't put them in a tie game. Those guys have been abused. It doesn't matter. I mean, Robles has got to get through an inning. If Play he's going to be here, yeah. No, I'm, well, look, I'm not. When Robles is in the game, it's over. You're basically waving the white flag. As a matter of he fact, he actually waves it every yeah. time the ball's in the air. <laughs> and right. As a matter of fact, Callaway should just instead of walking out and getting the next pitcher and bringing in Robles, just have somebody walk a white flag into the yeah. game and stake it into the mound. Yeah, put a ro- uh, put a, a white handkerchief on Robles' wrist, and every time he points up to the sky for uh, the home run, you, I mean, come on, you have the white flag up there. He's terrible. He can't be pitching. No, not if you want to win games. No, My, he shouldn't be to begin with. And now he's hurt. Uh, the X-rays were negative on his knee. Mickey Callaway saying after the game that uh, he. He had an MRI, but they haven't had the results yet, so yeah. we don't know how serious that is. Uh, more calls we come back, 800-321-0710. It's the Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy, Salicata on The Voice of New York, 710-WOR. More of the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Sal Licata. Uh, the Mets, 2-1 uh, loss to the Cincinnati Reds. They, uh, they had a little lineup snafu today. Uh, Aaron Boone, the Yankee manager. There's a bunch of rookie managers out there that I'm sure are all having nightmares. Gabe Kapler already had his moment that first series of the year against the Atlanta Braves. This is what uh, Aaron Boone said about uh, Mickey Calloway uh, screwing up the lineup today. I mean, I, I pay attention to the sport. I don't know if I necessarily hone in on other first-year guys or anything like that. Um, you know, I certainly know what happened today, and it's one of the things I'm paranoid about every single day. And you know, we have about eight layers that we go through to make sure something like that hopefully doesn't happen to us, but but certainly understand how it could. And I pay attention to the sport in general, so not really hyper-focused necessarily on the first-year guys. No, so he's not paying attention to what's going on elsewhere, he says. But he knows what happened with Callaway today, and it sounds like 
This is basically the manager's worst nightmare. This is you know, when you have those flashbacks to like a high school class that you never showed up for or mm-hmm. something, or that uh, you know you forgot to write the paper for until the the, the end of the semester, <laughs> and, and you're trying to squeeze in. I'm like, like those kind of fever dream nightmares that are just kind of part of you. This is what that is for a major league manager. I, I still don't understand how it happens. I, I don't think that it should be that difficult. I mean. What are we doing here? Is this thing got to be, you know, under uh, in- increasing security where it's got to be right? Oh, let's not let this out and let's make sure like, it's, it's a lineup. Fill out the lineup and hand it to the ump. I don't understand it. How do you come up with different ones? Callaway should sit in his office. You know what it is? Because these guys nowadays, they have to type it into the computer and all the analytics and all this nonsense. Are you complaining Maybe, about computers? Yeah, I am. Maybe that's part of it. You sit down as a manager, you write the lineup out, you hand it over to the ump. End of story. That's it. Hand it over. It's got to go into the computer eventually. So, so it goes. So Callaway was saying it goes into the computer, and then the one that went into the computer wasn't the same. How, yeah. Well, how do you have two different lineups? Unless somebody got hurt or was a late scratch or sick or something. No, it doesn't make any. It, it, it makes sense what happened that he wrote out the lineup. And it got miscommunicated somewhere. Whoever inputted it in the computer it did it wrong. wrong. They made a mistake. And Callaway has the written lineup the whole time. He says he realized it as soon as it happened, but he didn't notice Wilmer Flores on deck. If he had noticed Flores on deck, he could have stopped it before it happened. I thought they could do it in at bat. During at bat, I, was, I thought uh, SNY had the rule book up. I thought you could do it during the at bat if you realize. You could switch out Flores and put Cabrera back in? Correct. Well, but Ca- get- Callaway wasn't, if that's the case, Callaway wasn't aware of that and because uh, he said he, you can't save it once it happens. That's what he said post game. Uh, I thought that's why I understood it differently the way that they were explaining it. But I'm not. But 100% you could also sure. hope to get away with it. I, I suppose. You know what would be interesting, and this would have been the scenario where everybody really oh, flips out. Yeah. is if Cabrera makes an out, and then you don't know about it until the lineup comes back around. Let's say Callaway knew that they batted out of order. Riggleman has no reason to bring it to anybody's attention. He's hoping they do it again. But what would have happened is they would have switched Cabrera and Flores, and nobody in the ballpark would have known why the heck they switched in the lineup. Because the the lineup that went out publicly was the wrong lineup. So, But what would have happened legally, like in-game action with that? That would have been okay then? Yes, at that point, it would be okay. They batted out of order in the first inning. They didn't get called on it. But then you bat correctly the second time around, and and now you're good. Interesting. But everyone, think about announcing the game. You have the lineup in front like, of you, and you're like, they're batting out of order. Yeah. They're batting out of order. And why isn't Riggleman saying anything? And it would be a whole thing. And you probably wouldn't figure it out until the next time, that third time around the lineup, that they do the same thing and say, wow, they must have batted out of order in the first inning and Riggleman didn't call them on it because nobody got on base. I want to know how Callaway realized it because that doesn't make sense to me. How does that happen? How would he realize that? Well, he, he, because the, a lot his of point things, of view is that he wrote out the lineup. Right. So it, it goes was, into the computer and then he is, um, managing the game with that lineup that he's written out. Oh, so on his... Yeah, but I would think that the one he wrote is the one he has, which is the one that everybody else had except the umpire. Well, no, so, because it goes in the computer, and once that's the one that gets widely distributed. That's why the public has a different but the lineup public, than the public Callaway had, and the umpire. The public had the right one. No, uh, no, the public had the wrong lineup. I thought that he would... Okay, so he Callaway had the correct lineup. The correct lineup is the lineup that goes to the umpire. That's the lineup that Callaway wanted. 
The incorrect lineup went into the computer. The incorrect lineup so is wanted... what went out to the media and the public. And the incorrect lineup, because now they have video boards in the clubhouses, is when up in the clubhouse, and that's what the players look at to know when they're going to bat. So Callaway, in his hand, had the same one that the ump had, and then as far as I it, know, yes, realized that once Flores was up there, that it was backwards. Or something's wrong. Yeah. Okay. And then there's. As far as I know, there's nothing he could do about it at that time. If you're saying the rule book says something different, I that you could switch it in the middle of an at-bat, but that doesn't make a whole lot of the sense The way to I me. thought SNY explained it, and maybe we could ask Wayne or, or somebody, because obviously Wayne did the game for SNY, was that you can, if you realize it during an at-bat, you can switch the right batter in, hmm. he just takes over with whatever. And he takes over the count? Right. But well, once- if, if Mickey noticed it right away, then if that's allowed, then that's what they should have done instead of wasting a double by his dribble Cabrera. Right. I believe that that's the case. Well, now, it would have been too late after... Once once Flores is done, yeah. it's too late, right? If you realize that what Flores is up, then you could switch Cabrera in there. Well, I, well, how about this? Let's say you know Flores batted out of turn. Right. And you send him back up there for the third spot in the lineup. Are you allowed to do that? I, that I don't know. Look, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're allowed to do. Here's what I know. I have a hard time believing somebody screws up a lot. Baseball, did you ever read the baseball rule book and try no. to digest it? No. It is awful. No. It, it's all written in like 19th century wording, lawyerly right. wording. It is miserable to try to decipher what the heck is I'm going to try there. to find exactly what it was. I thought they tweeted it out, but it just Wayne and, and Keith were talking about it on the broadcast. And I'm pretty sure that that's what they said. Had all right, you, we'll come back to that. We'll grab a yeah. call here. Let's go to Kevin in Connecticut. What's up, Kevin? Hey, guys, how's it going? All right. Uh, yeah, so I don't really know where to begin, but I know <laughs> uh, one thing I know is Callaway came in here as the uh, pick, pitching guru, and all of our pitching is terrible, besides the two guys we expected to be good. So I, I, I don't know. And then, then he can't fill out a lineup. It, it's really, I mean, and, and I, you know, even during the long winning streak, he did really suspect uh, moves, which everyone glossed over because, you know, they were winning, and yay. But he's really been terrible for the first six weeks. And uh, maybe he's a rookie. I hope he gets better. But overall, just to keep going on this mess of a team, uh, I mean, we're going to need to like, break it all down. If they don't come out of this, if they don't start winning, and it gets into June, and they're go under 500, we have no money to spend in the offseason. We have no prospects coming. Mm-hmm. It's going to have to be broken down. And the guy... The only guy on the team that we can sell that might get a haul to have us come back to life within two to three years. Degrom. Well, I would because, go Syndergaard because we're, we're well, not Syndergaard because he's twenty-five and young. He can. No, he can no, 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 no. If you're gonna do it, you got to do it the right way. You can't say, "Well, I'm not Syndergaard. We're gonna keep him." No, no, no. Degrom is thirty years old. And he's closer to free agency. Syndergaard is young. You can re-sign him to a team-friendly contract and have him as your ace when the team comes back to life in hopefully 2020, right? DeGrom is going to be 34 by then, 33 by then. He's the guy to sell now that could help. I I would think if you're going to do it, you do both. I mean, that's the way that I would look at it. I'm not looking to – there are multiple ways you could do it, I guess, but if you're going to go that way, you could get the most back for Noah Syndergaard. That's what I would think. Now, look, we're a long ways from that, but that he's he's on to something. No, it's a conversation we got to start to have, and we'll we'll dive into it a little bit more in the 7 o'clock hour. What if this is the Mets team? What if this team does go in the tank? What do you do uh, in the next two months? And we'll hit that going forward. 800-321-0710, the number. Uh, Wayne Randazzo is going to join us on the phone and help us out with some of the 
lineup hijinks. He's in the air, right? He's able to call us from up in the air. All right, we'll get it. We'll make it happen. Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy, Salicata on the Voice of New York, 710 WOR. Now more of the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Salicata. Let's dive into the uh, rule book a little bit more with what happened today uh, with the Mets lineup. And to help us out, Wayne Randazzo, a TV star, uh, doing double duty this week, uh, pre and post on WOR, and filling in for Gary Cohen on the SNY telecast. And uh, it was great listening to you, Wayne. You did a great job this week. All right, Pete, thank you. I appreciate that. It's fun, uh, to, fun to jump in and work with Keith. And uh, crazy game today, though. Yes, so, and you guys, uh, you know, you're trying to make sense of what's happening in the moment. It's complicated with the rule book. Uh, something we were talking about, Callaway said after the game that he knew right away that Flores and Cabrera were hitting out of order. Uh, according to the book, they could have, he could have called back Cabrera or uh, Flores in the middle of that first at bat if he knew it right away and thrown Cabrera up in the middle of that count. Is that something he could have done? I'm not sure if he could have done it once a pitch has been thrown, but I think that he certainly, if he knew it right away, he could have he could have called Wilmer back and had Cabrera go up there before the pitch was thrown. I'm not sure that they could have done it in the middle of an at bat, though. Yeah, he said he didn't notice that the wrong guy was on deck uh, at the time. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, here, I mean, look, I don't know either, but I was watching along with you guys, Wayne. I thought they put the graphic that I'm reading here on Twitter. Uh, from SNY, the pro- it's saying the batting out of turn rule. The proper batter may take his place in the batter's box at any time before the improper batter becomes a runner or is put out. And any balls and strikes shall be counted in the proper batter's time at bat. So according to that, to my understanding, he would have been able, if he realized, he would have been able to make the switch while Flores was still up there. Um, but So then, really, he made two mistakes. I mean, if he knew about it, he didn't understand the rule then. Right, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just such a strange rule. I mean, it, it felt like nobody in the ballpark really was a, aware of exactly what should have occurred, even after Jim Riggleman went out there to uh, make the, you know, to appeal the play, as it turned out, and get Jay Bruce called out eventually after the Cabrera double. It was, it was just so odd. It's not something you see a lot, and it was credit, you know, really Jim Riggleman. He could have waited until later in the game if the Mets had scored a few runs in that first inning. He could have waited until after that and negated the whole thing. Well, so, they, what if they met batted in the correct order the next time around? Then he can't, right? If they if if Cabrera went went up instead of Flores, yeah, then they'd be batting in order. But then everybody in the ballpark would think the Mets were batting out of order because that's right, not how they batted the first time around. Yeah, it would have been even stranger. So yeah, <laughs> I think Riggleman was was just saw the opportunity and, and pounced on it. But he could have waited. He didn't have to do it right there. Wayne, how bothered was Keith that his scorecard was all screwed up after that one? <laughs> Say that again, Sal. How bothered was Keith that his scorecard was all screwed up after that one? <laughs> Pretty bothered. He got a lot of whiteout. <laughs> I don't I don't like this proper batter. It makes me think of like someone you know, drinking tea, pinkies up. It's uh it's a little pretentious for me. Rule books. Not a fan. The the proper better. It's, yeah. yeah, it's one of those things. Well, whatever. It's, it's crazy. There's a lot of old English that's being used. You know, yeah. it's legal. It's legalese, and it's uh, a lot of English that we don't tend to use in conversational, uh, regular conversation. So we had to kind of gut through all the proper and improper's and and try to figure out exactly what was going on. But uh, it it was a mess, and, and it made the Mets look terrible. Yeah. All right, uh, Wayne Randazzo. Appreciate the time, Wayne. Have a good flight to Philly. 
Okay, thanks. All right, uh, so Wayne Randazzo giving us uh, a little bit of his perspective on, on the snafu today. I think he did a terrific job. Oh, Wayne's great. great. I like watching him call the games. Yeah, he had fun with Keith. Yeah. Uh, you hear them chuckling to each other quite a bit over uh, over the last few days. Well, he it's, lets uh, the game breathe. Nice difference. Now, like, now, look, Gary Cohen's the best. No, Gary's but... the best. It's just, you know, it's nice to have a change of pace once well, in a while. And I'm just, and also... Wayne did a great job. I, I, it's just a matter of time until Wayno's scooped up and calling games for one of the Well, that's what I mean. You, you compare there. him to the other play-by-play yeah. guys, TV or radio. I mean, Wayne is, I mean, come on. Every time, like, the Marlins job is open this year and, you know, Severino has done a nice job for him network but you know like i said I, I, every job opens up i'm like oh that'll be the one where we lose wayne where's it gonna happen but uh yeah soon enough soon yeah enough. He's, he's fun good good getting the uh, opportunity with gary off mm-hmm. all right uh we'll have your chance to win mets tickets coming up 800-321-0710 the number uh, we'll get some more mets calls in here and and we will dive in uh, let's say the mets this is what we've seen the last three or four weeks this is the mets team and they're gonna have to blow this up how do you go about it? How would they be sellers for a second straight year? Is it possible to rebuild it and, and be good as soon as next year? Or do you uh, say winter is coming and look uh, look at the process like the Sixers and, and like the Reds might be these days? We'll, we'll dive into that coming up right now in News Update.